I want to call your attention uh, in the time that we have to Psalm 63. So if you have your Bible or you have your phone or iPad or whatever, uh, Psalm 63 is uh, what I'm going to focus on today. Um, I have been personally going through the Psalms very slowly in my own personal reading, and uh, it's been such a blessing. Uh, and probably like myself, you have been through them many times before, but it has it has really struck me in these last several months at how much uh, David was a man of prayer. And I'm learning so many principles uh, about uh, prayer. And one of the things that stands out in my mind is that David always used prayer as a first resource and not a last resort. And I think that uh, that has really stood out to me in, in my study of the Psalms. And uh, it's also very interesting to me, as I have observed and studied the Psalms over the years, that uh, David knew, again, the source from which he needed help and, and sustenance and, and, and direction and all of those things. You know, what's interesting is that David never once wrote a psalm, at least we don't have it in Scripture, that where he dedicated it to his mighty men. I think that's interesting because, you know, it seemed that they would be the source of help, and, and they were, uh, as we read about uh, what they did and so forth. But, um, and they were, they were great men. We read about all of their exploits and what they did. But David never once wrote a psalm in in uh, dedication to them, he knew the primary, ultimate source of his help was God Almighty. And I just think that's a very interesting thing. Well, let me read this to you, and then I want to just kind of give you just a summary of it real quick, because I know time is short here. And uh, so I'm reading uh, this uh, th- this morning, or what whatever time you're in, out of uh, Psalm 63. He says, Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you, my soul thirsts for you, my flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory, because your loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise you, thus I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name, my soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness and my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. When I remember you on my bed, I meditate on you in the night watches, because you have been my help. Therefore, in the shadow of your wings, I will rejoice. My soul follows close behind you. Your right hand upholds me. But those who seek my life to destroy it shall go into the lower parts of the earth. They shall fall by the sword. They shall be a portion for jackals. But the king shall rejoice in God. Everyone who swears by him shall glory. But the mouth of those who speak lies shall be stopped. As as many of you uh, know that many of these psalms are in the form of a prayer. And this one certainly is as David pours out his thoughts uh, about, about God. And in fact, we could entitle this psalm, Joy in the Fellowship with God. And David is relating that again in the form of a prayer. Many of them are in that form. And if you note from the the superscription of this psalm that David is writing this 
as he is in the wilderness. And uh, so that comes into play in some of the wording here. But let me just give you what uh, I've kind of divided this psalm into four, four sections real quick. And um, we see in verses one and two, a desire for God. And you notice he affirms that by saying, God, you are my God. And then he, he uh, talks about the longing. He says, I thirst for you. And, and again, David is in the wilderness, so no doubt there was the, the physical thirst of being in the desert in the wilderness. But he gives here and he, he allows that to become a metaphor for the, the spiritual thirst that he has as well. And, you know, one of the prayers that we need to ask the Lord is, Lord, always help me uh, to, to have that perpetual spiritual thirst that I need for you because God I desire you. And, and we notice he says, I'm doing this with my whole being. All that he is, his whole being, uh, was the desire to be with God and to commune with God. In verses 3 through 5, he talks about, and he's praying to God about his relationship with him. And notice that great verse in verse 3 where he, uh, he again mentions the fact that it is because your loving kindness is better than life, I will praise you. What a wonderful statement that is, isn't it? And uh, I just, uh, that is such a beautiful phrase. And, and so what does that mean? Well, that, it, it goes on uh, to, to result in David's own heart and life. He says, um, I'm going to praise you specifically from my mouth uh, as long as I live. Uh, I'm going to be fully satisfied, and I'm going to praise you with singing. You know, there's something about having joy in the relationship with God that makes us want to sing and praise his name. It just has to come out. Are, are you ever like that? Um, and, uh, and, and, and maybe some in here will, uh, who's joining us today say, well, I'm not very musical. Well, that's why the Lord does say, make a joyful noise. Aren't you thankful for that? Um, and so, and so that's okay. He doesn't, he doesn't say we have to be musical. He just says, make a joyful noise, praise God. And, and, uh, there's just something about being in that relationship with God that we just want to burst forth in praise to his name. And, uh, and, and we do that by, by singing and praising. And I hope you do that. Um, and in verses six through eight, uh, this speaks of the ongoing consciousness of his relationship with God. And uh, he talks about, he says, Lord, I think about you when I'm resting. He says, on my bed, I remember you in the night watches. What gets you through the night sometimes when you're restless or insomnia overtakes uh, some of us? You know what? One of the best things we can do is focus our minds upon our great God and the fellowship that we have with him. It's thoughts about health and safety and and uh, also, he says, I will cling to you because your right hand uh, upholds me. And then lastly, in verses 9 through 11, he talks about the rewards that he gets from his relationship and his fellowship with God. And he talks about the fact that he says, you know, judgment is coming upon those who are the wicked. He speaks quite a bit about that. And of course, we have to put that in context, understanding what David uh, was facing. But, you know, sometimes we face that too. And if there are some on here today who are in the ministry, we know that there's great pressure 
not only from without, but also sometimes within. And we have to understand that God will take care of that and leave that with him. And prayer is the greatest vehicle in which we can do that. And of course, he, he once again talks about praise to God. The, uh, those in him will glory in him. And, um, and uh, all those things that, that God will do for him as a result of the fellowship that he has. And so, again, that's a very quick summary. But again, this is in the form of a prayer pouring out his heart to God. One of the things that I've encouraged uh, our folks to do is to uh, oftentimes pray the Psalms back to God. Uh, have you ever done that before? That's a great exercise. Uh, and, uh, you know, God wants to hear his word from our lips. And this would be one of many Psalms that would be good to, to pray back to God and uh, just sh telling God, showing forth our, our love for him and telling him how much we love him and the, the fellowship that we can, we can have with him. I want to end with a, a statement that kind of summarizes this Psalm by, of course, Spurgeon who has written probably the greatest devotional uh, on the Psalms, which of course is entitled The Treasury of David. And here are his words. He said, to dwell with God is better than life at its best. Life at ease, in a palace, in health, in honor, in wealth, in pleasure. Yea, a thousand lives are not equal to the eternal life which abides in Jehovah's smile. In him, we truly live, move, and have our being. The withdrawal of the light of his countenance is as the shadow of death to us. Hence, we cannot but long after the Lord's gracious appearing. And isn't, isn't that a wonderful uh, comfort uh, to you and I as believers? That's the hope of the church, is uh, Christ coming for his own. And uh, I, I think those are just wonderful words for us to remember. And uh, again, I, I love this psalm and uh, his pouring out his heart uh, to, to the Lord and telling him what a wonderful relationship I have with you. Let us be in the habit of doing the same thing. May God bless.